So, welcome to our third Clex on the Couch podcast. Um, I'm sitting here with Chow from Juice Ice Cream. Um, so, firstly, Chow, can you tell us a bit about Juice Ice Cream, uh, your role and where it started? Well, thank you very much for having me here. Um, so, Jude started in 2002. My dad, um, he previously actually worked in the city and he said he'd always wanted to do something with his own hands and um, he loves food. We have these barns at home that weren't being used and so he thought about what could I use these barns for and in his own words, he would say this, he, he's always said, ice cream seemed the most sexy thing to do. So he decided to go into ice cream and literally it started just my dad in the barn making it with his own own hands and I think he just wanted to make a really really great English ice cream with milk from the local cows and the first um, batch on the 19th of December 2002 he walked across to the pub in our village um, and and that was the start of Jude's and I think he always felt like if you go to the ice cream fixture in the supermarkets, um, it's fairly dominated by a few multinational companies. And he thought, you know, there's clearly a space for a great British ice cream. Um, and so from the very start, we had that thought. And then my brother joined. Um, that was interesting because um, he, he turned up at the door and said, Dad, looks like you're having more fun than I am. Um, I'm coming to join. And my dad wrote him a, ro- a long letter saying, these are all the reasons why you shouldn't join Jude's. Um, uh, think of your career, go and learn a skill, then you could come into the business later. But my brother said, nope, I'm going to do it. And so he joined up. And he started um, really uh, taking Jude's out to some really high-profile chefs and restaurants. And we got, you know, the product had developed by that time into a great product and um, it got great pickup. And so our core business um, for about 10 years was really top end chefs and restaurants. Um, And then uh, about two years later, I joined up and I came along, said, this looks like fun. Um, And I said, I'm joining. And my brother said, no, no, you shouldn't. And he wrote me a long email. We were on to email by that point of view saying, Chow, these are the reasons why you shouldn't join. Um, Think of your career, go and learn a skill. Um, But I joined anyway. And so, you know, we, we kept on growing mostly the restaurants and pubs. And then in about 2010, Um, We rebranded our tubs. We wanted something based on the classic sort of stripy milk jug. So all Jude's tubs now are these sort of classic stripes. And we wanted something that looked classic, but then also modern. Um, And with these rebranded tubs, we started to sell into retail. So that's both the take-home tubs that are 500 mils and the 120 mil tubs. Um, which are in lots of great theatres and cinemas um, and just sports venues around the UK. So gradually that has become more of our business. And, you know, our, our vision and our dream is that there's a space in the ice cream freezer for a really great British ice cream that's making the most delicious ice cream. Because at the moment it's it's all the multinationals who are there. Yeah. Um, so that's really what we're going for. And um, I mean, I'll talk you through some of our, some of our innovation 
in a bit, but um, that's our focus to make the most delicious English ice cream and, and to make it um, available nationally. Um, now we're in uh, Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Ocado, so make it available nationally yeah. to British consumers. Yeah, that's great. And it feels kind of, you sort of get that feeling when you're, I think the branding and everything, it feels really authentic and really sort of homely, kind of family-based. Um, yeah, yeah, hopefully that's always been, it's always been very much our kind of creative approach to create something that we love. Um, and that's both the packaging design, but also the flavors. We, you know, we have people come to us all the time with a really interesting, but sometimes very wacky flavor suggestions. And we filter those by saying, what would we love to eat? And so that's how we design our products. Uh, now, obviously, I know it's a kind of family business. How is it? How do you find it working with family? Is there ever any, any arguments or is it all kind of okay? Um, yeah, that's a really interesting question. And it's been a real, a real journey for us. So, you know, in the early days, it was, it was just my dad, my mum, my brother, myself, and maybe three other people who are helping in the dairy with production. Um, the team's obviously grown a lot now. Um, but I think what's been amazing for us is, is that working in a business as a family, we've had to learn to resolve conflict. Um, and I think before, probably as a family, you, you can all go home, meet up, you know, myself, my brothers, my sisters, my parents, and you might have a weekend and there might be a bit of friction if you have an argument about, you know, we all have arguments about various stuff. And then you just kind of leave. Um, but what we've had to learn to do is basically when we've had arguments, we have to just sit down and talk them through until they're resolved. And that's... That's been, I think, absolutely brilliant for us because it's meant that we, we face up to issues that come up and we deal with them and then we move on. Um, so from that point of view, it's been brilliant, I think, for our family. Yeah. Um, and we have, we have learned to be disciplined. So like at Christmas, when we all get home, there is an agreement that we don't talk about ice cream at all because then, <laughs> you know, we have to be disciplined. That's just time to be family and you yeah. know, do family you things to together. You've got to separate it quite well, though, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And we've, we've learned that too because in the early days, those boundaries were all a bit blurred and, and yeah, it, 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 it wasn't great. So now we've got strict boundaries and also we, we work hard at, at, at talking stuff through. Um, which means in the short term, it, you can have some very awkward conversations with, um, you know, well, I could with my, and, and still do with my parents or my brother. But in the long term, it means we know that we'll, we'll get things sorted. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that being, um, being kind of something you have to work through, make, it, yeah. make, it, make things going to work. Yeah, fine. and it takes practice. Um, but I think now we're just into the habit of sorting sorting through problems yeah um, which is great and really healthy i think yeah okay brilliant and could you talk a little bit about the actual making process when how you make the ice cream yeah sure so i'll, I'll actually go back to the designing process so um that starts usually with my brother actually who who's in touch with all sorts of um restaurateurs chefs coming to us um, so I look after our MPD team saying, we're seeing these amazing new flavor combinations in the market. Let's try this or that. Um, and then we go through a number of trials. I mean, some flavors we get to sort of version B, 
or version, what would it be, version A23 or something, or B23, you know, it goes round and round and round, um, just refining it. And I think the best example for us of what we're trying to do is salted caramel. So we, uh, in 2009 or 10, my brother came back from France and he said, salted caramel is... Um, it's an amazing flavour. It's big in France. I'm sure it's about to take off here. Um, we've got to make it. And my dad and I, we turned to him and we said, you know, salt's a swear word. It was back then in sort of food circles in 2010. And we said, we're not going to make salt anything called salted anything, let alone salted caramel. <laughs> um, but we tried it and it tasted amazing. And so we made it um, and we put it out there and... You know, for us, it's a real point of pride that we had our salted caramel out in the market four years ahead of the multinationals. And, and now, you know, most ice cream ma manufacturers will make it. So from a de design point of view, we see our point of difference as seeing interesting new flavor combinations and bringing them to market early. Um, and then... Um, I'll talk a little bit more about the design. So I've got our gin and tonic ice cream in front of us here. We thought um, gin and tonic is really interesting. It's a classic English flavour. Um, we collaborated with Sipsmith, who we just think are an amazing um, English brand. Um, it's got the really nice, bright um, stripes. And normally people would put gin and tonic probably into a sorbet, but we thought actually ice cream is way more fun. Um, so, so that's one that we created. I think I think it's time to try some. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's crack it open. Um, have a taste of that. And the key here is using amazing ingredients. Um, and we use Sipsmith because the flavour, you can't put too much alcohol in because the ice cream will then go too soft. Yeah. But the Sipsmith, the, um, the flavour of the botanicals comes through. That's really nice. Um, that's really good, that flavour. Um, and we didn't want we didn't want it to just be a novelty flavor, so it doesn't taste overpowering. It tastes like a tub where you could you know eat the whole tub. We're talking about a small one, twenty ml tub here, um, and it's a delicate flavor. So that was something we did last year. Mm -hmm. um, then this year we've collaborated with um, Lefroig on hot toddy ice cream. Right. Um, and again, we wanted to do something fun, unique in the market. Um, and um, Freud, again, you can't put too much alcohol in because it gets too soft. So you need to choose ingredients that are really strong, powerful flavors. And Lefroig, um for whiskey drinkers is really peaty, really smoky. Um, you know, the flavor is so powerful and punchy. Let's crack this one open. Um, and so that's why we use this. And this is amazing with sort of mince pies. Um, oh and <laughs> anything that you're baking at home. And again, you don't get too much of the alcohol hit because you can't put too much alcohol in, but you get loads of smoky yeah. peatiness. Yeah, you can definitely taste that in that one. I think probably more so than this one. Yeah. Yeah, and then so sorry, I I, I uh, got sidetracked a bit. So the um the manufacturing process. So at home we go and pick up um Steve goes and picks up the milk from the cows, 
um, every morning and we drive it to our dairy. Um, so we're based just outside Winchester in a place called Twyford. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as I said, it's all about sourcing the best ingredients. Um, so we source the best ingredients, local, fresh milk. And you, it's a little bit like cooking ice cream at home. You, you basically, you'll put it into... Um, a huge pan. I mean, for us, it's a huge pan. At home, it would be a small pan. Um, you heat it up. So that's the pasteurizing process. And so we make it in small batches. And the advantage of that is that we pasteurize it for longer. That both has a functional, um, it, well, it's both functional in that it kills the germs, but also it allows all the flavors to infuse it cooks, it's um, what's called a classic creme anglaise base, um, so a bit like a custard, and so it gets heated up, all those flavours infused, and then it gets cooled down um, and left overnight, and that means that um, all the ice cream basically can settle, so egg, um, egg yolk in the ice cream is a natural emulsifier, it all settles, um, so you get a really um, creamy and smooth base mix. And then when you get to the freezing process, freezing is all about freezing as fast as possible. Um, Because the faster you freeze, the smaller the ice crystals, which means the smoother the ice cream. Um, So once we get it into the freezers, it just has to get frozen down as fast as possible. And then at that point, we might also add some inclusions. That might be um, some strawberry pieces or some chocolate pieces. And then it goes, gets filled into the tubs and then into the... Um, blast freezers to be cooled again even further as fast as possible yeah and that is the uh, that's well, how you make ice cream <laughs> <laughs> that's great I'm about to give it a go myself <laughs> yeah um, and it's really it's actually really easy to do at home you can do it at home um, we've got a recipe on our website you can go and try it at home I did it with my um, how old is he he's about two year old nephew yeah. and he loved it so if he can do it I've got confidence okay. in you <laughs> Maybe I'll have to give it a go and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, now, I know you give 10% of your profits to charity. Um, could you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, sure. And I think for us, it's not just about the 10%. It's more about how does our business act in the community? Um, because we feel that um, all businesses should be giving back to their communities. Um, so to talk about the 10% first. So we've decided... Um, I guess um, myself, my brother James, um, who who runs our production, we we are at the stage where sort of kids are happening, let's say, and so we we want to support kids charities and charities that w- work with young people. So um, the ten percent uh, this year, our main charity has been called Spear. It's actually based in Hammersmith in London, um, and they work with underprivileged. Um, young young adults and they put them through this incredible training program um, to help them basically get into work and build self-esteem and we've been involved with them um, helping them out to you know it's incredible seeing the transformation um, in these uh, young people and they they go from being at home basically doing nothing to this incredible course where they build self-esteem they learn presentation skills um, they learn really basic um, basic people skills that will serve them well in the workplace. Um, and then they um, 
they have to give a presentation at the end after which they graduate and then Spear helps them get into work. So that's that's something we've done. We've also worked with a local hospice to us in Hampshire called um, Naomi House um, who do amazing work um, with seriously sick um, young children. So that, that's kind of the 10% and, and where we give that. Um, but then our community involvement, what we also love to do is work with local schools. So um, we run these really fun projects where we'll go in and we'll say, this is how ice cream's made, this is the process, um, this is where the milk comes from, you know, all the really basic stuff. And then they get into teams and have to develop their own ice cream brand and their own ice cream flavor. And then the winner, will make that for them and then they will sell it at the school gate and then give the profits from that to charities. So that's something that's really fun um, and really engaging for local kids and a way that we feel we can serve the local schools around us. Um, Have you had any exciting flavours come out of that? Yeah, it's quite funny. Every The winner, well, it's always just got a million sweets um, yeah. chucked into it. So, a little bit of ice cream with all sorts of um, sweets thrown in, but you know the kids love it, and you know they learn a lot about how their food's made, um, about business, and um, it's great for you know all sorts of skills: their creative skills, their their math skills. Um, yeah, so the headline and on every one of our tubs, you know, it says ten percent of profits go to charity, but for us, that's really just kind of hopefully the tip of the iceberg in terms of how we want to act as a business and how we want to um, interact with our community. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, yeah, thank you very much for joining us on The Collect Couch. Um, if anyone has any additional questions, uh, please comment under the feature article uh, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Great, thank you. Thanks. Bye.